This is Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. We are Brad and Brittany, the voices in your head. Bonus episode alert. (laughs) (laughs) That was a stupid laugh. So excited for this movie madness yes. episode. We are going to compare the audiobook to a movie of one of our favorite audiobooks. Yes. Girl on the Train. The Girl on the Train. I uh, wonder who who here has seen the movie? We did. We did. <laughs> we totally did like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> 30 minutes ago. And we were really super excited about it and we're still yeah. on that movie high. Yes. So we wanted to give a review of what we thought because we are very much sticklers for a book that oh. goes to movie and does not stay true. How many movies have we seen where the movie is not at all like the book? I don't even want to. And the directors and the writers, they just take their good old time getting to the point. I can't. Or they take out important things that we love about Ugh. the book. Uh, I wonder, is this the case with Girl on the Train? No. Girl no, on the ain't. Train is amazing. <laughs> half that. <laughs> like we did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we did that. But anyway, so tell us the details about the movie. So the title of the movie is The Girl on the Train, and it was released on October 7th, 2016. And the director is Tate Taylor... And the writers are Erin Cressida Wilson. She wrote the screenplay. And then it's based on Paula Hawkins' novel. And Emily Blunt plays Rachel. Haley Bennett plays Megan. And Rebecca Ferguson plays Anna. Mm-hmm. So, and if you have not read the book yet, please stop what you're doing. Turn this episode off and go to our episode titled... The Girl on the Train. By Paula Hawkins. We'll take a beat to let you do that. It's amazing. It's amazing. We won't give too many spoilers, but we'll talk about the movie mostly, then the book. Yes. First off, right from the gate, I knew I was going to love it because the book is separated into the narrators. So it goes uh, Rachel, Megan, Megan Anna, all of that. They're, that's how their chapters are separated. The movie, the first screen that you see is Rachel. Rachel. It's literally black screen, white writing, Rachel. Rachel. And then it gives you a little bit about Rachel. Mm-hmm. And you get a feel for Emily Blunt's portrayal of her, which is phenomenal. Oh my god. Can I can we talk can we talk about Emily Blunt? Okay. Oh first remember when this was first announced and they announced that Emily Blunt was gonna be Rachel and we were like, like, How are you going to make Emily Blunt homely? Yes, homely. Because I love Emily Blunt. I love her. Devil Wears Prada was my jam. I love her husband. When, oh my god, her husband. Oh, <laughs> but no, Emily Blunt is amazing. She's one of my favorite actresses. You know, she's super popular, but I think she's she's found something here because yeah. she is getting it in. I mean, I was trying to think of, like, all the other things that she's been in, and she's really only been going up and up and up and up. Up and up and up. This woman, I when, I, when she was casted as Rachel, I was perturbed. <laughs> I was like, what is this? She's not going to be homely. I imagine, and I, I feel bad saying this, but... In the novel, Paula Hawkins describes Rachel as very homely. Mm-hmm. A little, little chubby, overweight. A little chubby, yeah. That she, um, and she lost, she gained weight because of her depression and her drinking. And, and her divorce. And divorce. And I just did not see Emily Blunt like this. And I know that character actors are like becoming very connected to their parts, like gaining weight for their parts, yeah. losing They're weight. They're doing the method thing. They're doing the method thing. And I was, but I was just like, Emily Blunt is not who I imagined. Yeah, but... I mean, as soon as the camera opened on her, it was just like, whoa, wow, 
I mean, she's not ugly by any no. any standards at all. She just looks she defeated. Just look, yeah, she just looks tired and mm-hmm. haggard and just ready to give up on life. Yeah. I think all the other ones, I know we're going on and on about Emily Blunt, but Haley Bennett, who played Megan, oh my God. was amazing. I saw her in a movie called Christy, mm-hmm. and she was really, really phenomenal in that. And so this kind of got me excited mm-hmm. to see her in this big role. Yeah, I've never, this, I've, well. this is my first movie of hers. I was blown away. Yeah. The way she got into character with Megan was just phenomenal. Her emotions. I was feeling for her. Yes, all of them. I mean, were. I was a little worried when she started like. I mean, every in the beginning of the movie, I felt like every other scene was her like doing it, doing it, voting, doing it. Yeah. With her husband, which I mean, it's her husband, so of like, course cool. she's doing it with her husband. But they're like hot people, and I'm like, yeah. I, did I come to the movies to watch hot people? But then that's what Rachel was feeling. Yeah. Was in the book, Rachel sees these two beautiful people and begins to imagine their life together. Her, yeah, her life is theirs. And in, in the movie, that's what I felt. I was doing that. I was like, oh my God, sex in the shower. Oh my God, sex in the woods. Oh my God. Yeah. All this sex. And this is rated R. Rated R. So you um you get some butt shots. But, but. But. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's very classy. Yeah. And it's not. It's classy. It's not like Game of Thrones boobies everywhere and. Yeah. Like, all that other stuff. It's very classy, very elegant, very rated R. Yeah, very rated R. So, let's get back to the performances. What do you think about Justin Thoreau as Tom? He is kind of exactly what I pictured in the Me novel. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. He's just he's just douchey enough. Yes. But then he can turn on the charm. And I was like, no wonder Jennifer Anderson finally fell for this one. I know, right? Oh, I was like, thank yes. goodness for that. But he does. He plays this beautifully weird man mm-hmm. who I really f- feel a connection to, but then hate myself for feeling that connection yeah. to him in the end. I'm like, oh, I like him. Mm-hmm. But that's then... like with all the men, though, in the, in yeah, the, it's, in the movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, you start liking Scott, who mm-hmm. is Megan's husband, and then... And then something happens with something him, happens and I'm like, and oh my god, why do I trust him? Yeah, and then you hate him. And then, same thing with the therapist, Kamal. Started off at the gate not liking Kamal, mm-hmm. but then, you know... We got a better sense for his character and we realized that he's... An okay guy. But then... It's all right. <sighs> but it goes back and forth so much because... Yeah. Yeah. Because you think that all of these people... You you seriously have a love-hate relationship with all of them because you think they're all good. And this is, this is everybody. This is Megan, Anna, Rachel, all of them. You like them and then you dislike them. Mm-hmm. And then you like them and then you dislike them. I think the best part about this movie is that you don't... You can't trust anyone. Right. And I got so much secondhand embarrassment from everything Rachel was doing when she was drunk. let's talk about the changes from the audiobook slash book to the movie. Okay. The big change for me, since I love me some drink, there was no gin and tonic in a can. They changed it to vodka in a water bottle. Right, yeah. That's how Americans get down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a big old water bottle. She was like... (sighs) (laughs) She was about... I was like, oh, she likes her hydration. Yeah. It's vodka. And, she, and, she, and back in the train, she was like, yeah. filling it up. She's a bartender. I know, right? In a water bottle. <laughs> in a water bottle. And so that was a big thing. And another big thing was... It was based in New York. Yes. And so instead of the London train station, they did the New York, you know, Grand Central Station. I didn't think it took, it took away from anything. No, it didn't. 
the main use for London was to show that she was just taking the train into the city, and mm-hmm. so it really could have been any city. And also, the the author from was from London, and all the characters, all the characters were, were British. In... Yeah, you have to write what you know. Yeah, all the characters except for for Emily Blunt for Rachel. Uh, did not have accents mm-hmm. in the movie. They were all American English accents. But I like the fact that they kept Emily's British accent. Yes. Because it, it still felt home. Yeah, I mean, that was Rachel. Yeah. I felt like Anna had a slight accent. She slight has like, like an Australian something going on. No, where is she from? Where is she from? Stockholm. Her mother is British. Her mother's British? Moved to Sweden from England at the age of 25. Rebecca attended an English-speaking school in Sweden mm-hmm. and was raised bilingual, speaking Swedish and English. Oh, I knew there was something going on. So she is Swedish and she is English. Kamal had an accent as well. So yeah. really, I think everything was just normal and didn't take away anything from the story. Yeah. I was not like, I'm so upset this isn't in London. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that did annoy me a little bit is that um, Kamal, uh, he is described as like Middle Eastern mm-hmm. Indian. Just a dark complexion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a dark complexion, and in this he was Spanish. Yeah, I don't. He started speaking Spanish. I was like, "What?" Oh yeah, he went saying he like went, four loco. Like he was on the loco train. Loco train, loco train. Yeah. No, he started speaking Spanish, and I said, "Where did that come from?" Yeah, because they and they kept his name, which is Kamal Abdik, in the movie mm-hmm. and in the book. Um, and so they keep his name, but then they don't. They give him this Spanish mm-hmm. flair. There is one thing that's not a, a spoiler at all. When Rachel meets Kamal, she actually asks him where he's from, and she and he doesn't answer her. Yeah, he which he does, which all therapists should be doing this. But like, oh, he was rude. The idea he is like, why don't you stop asking me about me and let's focus on you? Yeah, and Rachel's just like, oh, oh, I was okay, just trying to make conversation, bro. But if, but if Megan asked him, he would be like, I am from this country. My my parents were born here. Here's and, my social security. And number. Let me take off my clothes. He would have given Megan his left kidney. Oh yes, yes. I mean, he wanted that 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 acting. <laughs> I would have given all my kidneys. Oh my gosh, it it wasn't anything like I expected. No, I, no. The rating of R was really well done. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They get like an R rating and they just go off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just go crazy. But mm-hmm. with this, it was uh, it was tastefully done. Yeah, very, very good. So I also want to talk about the fact that this was probably one of the best movie adaptations. Yes. I've ever seen. Yes. They fit the whole entire novel, the whole entire 10 hours and 59 minutes of an mm-hmm. audiobook into these two hours. And nothing was left out. No, absolutely nothing. Nothing. I mean, nothing that was had a big impact yeah. on the story at all. I mean, there was a couple of things where we were like, oh, wow, who's that character? Or yeah. where did that storyline go? Or, or like, what is happening right here? This isn't how I remember it. And mm-hmm. then, you know, some, and then something else happens to where it's like, oh, oh, I see what they did. Yeah. And it all comes together. And, you know, we're going to talk about the ending very short here, but they do change the ending. Yeah. From the book to the movie. And it is something I will stand by. Yeah, Till it actually the day is. I die, because mm-hmm. it just made sense. Yeah, and it it's really well done. And, and I think they still got Paula Hawkins' point across yes, as well. Absolutely, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh, it was amazing. So this is one of those situations where 
don't listen to reviewers and they sit there and say, oh, well, they changed the ending from the book. Don't listen to that. Yeah. Because we th- when that happened in the movie theater, we both looked at each other and we're like, that's this is different. Exa- that's not what happened. Yeah, that's not, that's, not, that's not accurate. I was about to riot. Yeah. But then as I was standing up, putting my popcorn to the side, I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to sit, sit back yeah. down real slow. Yeah. Just like raise an eyebrow at it. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Make sure it doesn't do anything else that's crazy. And then get real excited at the end because we loved it even better. Oh my gosh. Chills. And then, so let's talk about some supporting characters so we have kathy who kathy. is hashtag where's kathy where is kathy everyone hashtag and if you're reviewing please hashtag where's kathy because we want to know so kathy was a character in the book where she was in every other chapter with rachel and she was a roommate with rachel and she helped rachel overcome her addiction to alcohol a little bit a little bit for the, she, she was, wasn't the reason why rachel stopped drinking but she tried her best to promote a healthy environment mm-hmm. for her to stop. She was back and forth. Yeah. She was like, you need to get out of my house. No, you need to stay in my house and get help. No, you need to get out of my house. It was back and forth. And in the book, I kind of, I liked Kathy because it was kind of this stable environment where Rachel was and it was like, okay, she has support yeah. outside of everything. I feel like we got a better sense for their friendship mm-hmm. in the book. And in the movie, again, <sighs> Laura hashtag, Pre- yeah. hashtag, where is Kathy? Yes. And Laura Preppin plays... Kathy mm-hmm. in the movie. And if and you don't know who Laura Preppen is, she is Donna from that 70s show and then Alex from Orange is New Black. Mm-hmm. I was sitting next to Eddie and he, right when he saw her, he was like, oh my God, Alex. And I was like, Eddie, you didn't know about this? Did you not read IMDb? Did you not go to the Imida? Imida. So she plays Kathy and she does a great job. She does a great job. Yeah. For the five seconds that she's in there, maybe. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it was like two minutes. Yeah, maybe two minutes altogether. But she did her purpose for the movie, but I still wanted more. I just wanted... Uh, yeah. I felt the whole entire time Rachel was alone. Yeah, I wanted a little bit more with Kathy, which mm-hmm. is fine normal. Wasn't anything to really complain about at all. Mm-hmm. And so now, and also I want to talk about Martha. Ugh, Martha. 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 And then there's another hashtag. Hashtag, thank God for Martha. <laughs> yes. So you guys will find hashtag, that out. thank you, Marmar. Marmar. So, crazy story. That, Martha was played by Lisa Kudrow. Who, of course, we know from Friends mm-hmm. as Phoebe. She was my favorite character. Yes. And I was listening to an interview with Emily Blunt and Jimmy Fallon. And she was telling Jimmy Fallon that Lisa Kudrow's name originally in the script was Monica. What happened was Emily Blunt, her character is Rachel in the, in the movie. And the director screamed, Rachel and Monica on set. <laughs> and the whole Grand Central Station went crazy. So they had to change Lisa Kudrow's character's name from Monica to Martha. I just found that really funny. That's really, that's hilarious, actually. So, but yes, Martha was a great addition to the movie. Yes. And to the story. I think she was, she was just a light bulb moment. And she wasn't in the the for long. No, but she had a big impact. She was a character that was important, mm-hmm. did her job. And she's the reason why the story kept on going. So kept cu- flowing. So kudos to the screenwriter. Kudos was... to Kudro. Yes. Kudos to Kudro. Got to come up with a lot of hashtags here. I know. This is insane. <laughs> so anything else, anything else we want to talk about the movie? Um, Alice and Janine as oh. Detective Riley. How have we not talked about Alice and Janine I don't yet? know. Miss. I mean, we were saving her for last, I guess. Million time winner for Emmys. Yeah. She I mean, did her thing. She was like the lifetime cops, the lifetime movie cops mm-hmm. that are like 
they blame the main character for everything. They never see their side of the story. They don't care about them. But she was better. She was so much better. She wasn't so vindictive or angry or just like, I'm going to make this be your fault. It kind of reminds me of Juliette Lewis in Secrets and Lies, Mm -hmm, where Juliette mm -hmm. Lewis is like way over the top. Yeah. And Alice Jenny was like, I think you're the killer, Rachel, or... Um, I think you have something to do with this disappearance, Rachel. And I just think that I'm not going to listen to anyone else and you are my target. Yeah. and But she didn't go hard on Rachel. Yes. She didn't go hard. It was just like, you're. I know you're lying about something. Yeah. And I felt like addiction played it. I mean, addiction was a huge part in, the, yeah. in both the novel and the movie. But yeah. they definitely dealt with it in a way that I hardly ever see in a movie is that they really kind of worked on the fact that, you know, it's hard. It's it's an addiction. It's, it's a disease. And it also takes on everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a moment where in the book it was kind of back and forth, drinking heavily and stopping. She was trying to stop and then she goes right back to it. And they, it may, and they showed that in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. So I really liked yeah. it. The two hours passed so quickly. I mean, by the time it was over, I was like, I want more. I want, I want, can we rewind and, yes. and watch it again, please? Can we watch The Woman on the Train? Yeah. Can we? <laughs> can this get a sequel of just The Woman on the Train where she's just riding back and forth mm-hmm. on the train, please? So overall... The movie was phenomenal. Fantastic. I would see it a thousand times. Yeah. And I was kind of annoyed that our theater wasn't filled. Yeah. I mean, we did go to a 640 showing, but I was expecting so many older people there. Yeah. And then all the younger people coming in after us because we're old. We go to the 640 (laughs) showing. (laughs) We had to have enough time to do the recording immediately afterwards. Exactly. But I was disappointed that the whole theater was not filled. Yeah. But who knows? It's, I mean, it's going to be the number one movie of this week. It absolutely least. is. I, I mean, I think Rachel's... <laughs> oh, can we talk about the funny moment? Please. Rachel, Rachel's running is what <laughs> completes this movie completely. <laughs> Emily Blunt, if you are listening to us, can we just say that you're running away is the best thing we've ever seen in our lifetime? Oh my gosh, that was I mean, the funniest I feel thing. like we need to... I mean, this isn't a spoiler. Because it could be either a dream, it could be re- real life. Mm-hmm. So in the scene, let's kind of stage the scene. Emily Blunt's character, Rachel, is holding a baby. <laughs> it's a baby. She's holding a baby. She's just holding a little baby. <laughs> and in the scene, she puts the baby down. She get, she gets caught holding the baby, and she's not supposed to be holding this baby. And she's outside in grass. And, and so she's like, uh, maybe I should uh, put this down. Whoopsies. This isn't my baby. So she gently puts down the baby. She puts it down on the ground and then she, she turns and she runs. No, I don't even call it running. I call it flailing. Literally everyone <laughs> in the theater were laughing at her yes. running. And then they and then kept it going. She was like running through weeds. And I'm like, what are you doing? Where is she going? And where is she flailing around? <laughs> It was the oh. best. It reminded me favorite. of the scary movie scene, um, yes! scene with with Anna Faris, and yes! she's like running away from the cafeteria, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> this is the exact same scene. Like they got Anna Faris as her stunt double to do that run. <laughs> and her face, and her face when she realized she was not supposed to be holding this baby, she was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, j- I just feel like there were moments in this movie that weren't supposed to be comedic, but ended up being funny. Yes. Like, the people in the theater were laughing at some of the mm-hmm. things. Yes. And like, why is that girl peeking through the window? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that girl's seeing all it is, and she's peeking through a window. Yeah. Hmm. She's a witness. But yeah, so be prepared to laugh at little subtle moments mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And if you don't, then we were the only ones laughing in the movie and probably annoyed the people. <laughs> yeah, we're probably really rude. <laughs> I don't think so. Everyone else was laughing, too, so yeah. we laughed along. 
So, or anything when we are going to start comparing these movies to books and all this other stuff, we're going to say if it's movie magic or... A movie mess. Oh, that sounds good. It rolls, just rolls off the tongue. Between all of the book-to-movie adaptations that we've seen, mm-hmm. this one had the most movie magic. Yes, this is movie magic. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy mm-hmm. about it. So, again, hashtag where, where's Kathy? Hashtag thank God for Martha. Hashtag kudos for Kudra. <laughs> so hashtag go see this freaking movie. Yes, definitely. Now. Mm-hmm. Just get out of your chair and go see it. Yeah. Drop your quilting. Drop your computer in. Drop your... Jobbing. Remoting. And just go to the movie theater. Go see The Girl on the Train. All right. Please go ahead and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave a review if you like what you heard. We'd like to hear your feedback. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Because hold on, I need like making fart sounds in the chair. Leaned all the chair and made a fart sound, and then <laughs> started laughing. And I, yeah. And his face is just like. <laughs> Wasn't a purpose. Movie magic.